Amateur Opinions, Amateurs, how's it going? It's your juice. <laughs> it's your host. <laughs> <laughs> it's your juice. Oh my word. It's your host, Juice, back in the back in the hizzle. Uh, brand new week, brand new episode, Amateur Opinions. I've got my guest, Ijangolet Ogwang. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome Thank back. You. Welcome back. Um yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy week, man. Mm. Um, so we've just we've just uh, gone through the discovery that yeah, uh, Uinene, yeah, um, the the girl who was missing from UCT mm. for a couple of like for a week uh, that she was finally they finally figured out what exactly happened and <clears throat> what happened was she went to the post office uh, on a sunny day yeah. in the afternoon. And then she goes there, and she was told that uh, I think there, there wasn't electricity. There was no electricity. Mm. This was probably at like twelve. Yeah. No electricity, and then she was told to come back at two. Yeah. Now keep in mind, I, I think post offices actually close at one. Mm. I might be mistaken, but I think they close at one in on the weekend. Yeah. So she was told to come back at two, and then she comes back, and then that's when the tragedy happens. The guy who had told her to come back mm. then uh, hit her with a scale. Uh, she tried to fight back, but he overpowered her mm. uh, ultimately. And then I think he raped her. And yeah, her body was found in Kailicha or something. Mm. So very sad story. Mm. And it has brought up the discussion, the whole discussion of mm. like, you know, what do we do? Yeah. Like, what are the options we have yeah. to mitigate such issues? Mm. Any ideas? <clears throat> so, I mean, a conversation I was having with a friend actually the week before that I briefly told you about offline. Mm. It's just the value of allies where I find myself torn that on one hand, it's like, okay, cool. Allies within sexism, within these kind of issues around femicide are useful. So having male allies and the same could be said for race. So having white allies around racial justice issues. But I, I worry about what I was telling you earlier. So if we're to use a scenario that's very simplistic compared to, to, to this thing that happened. So if we're to think about like in a boardroom, I experience something that I view to be sexist and I tell I tell this guy, hey, Tabo, that, that was sexist, it's not okay. And it kind of shrugs it off and is like, oh, whatever, she's just being a girl and all that, the guys say the same thing. But when Glenn comes and says, hey, Tabo, I actually think that's not cool, dude, and that, that was sexist, he reflects and says, hey, Glenn, I, I think I got what, what you mean about that being sexist, and he apologizes to me. But my concern there is it still renders my voice and my experiences as not good enough not good enough to cause Tabo to reflect on his actions unless a male says the same thing. Um, which for me is like, it points to a bigger issue we have in our society. Yeah. But then at the same time, I do see the value of male allies. And I think what, what, what this specific tragedy made me think about is just like questions around in male circles, how often do you guys hold each other accountable? Versus like laugh off problematic chats from your homies like is it easy to kind of tell the line between tongue and cheek and I, i'm not even sure if boys should just be boys <laughs> at this at this <laughs> at this, at point, this yeah, yeah. um but like tongue and cheek comments versus hey dude that's actually not okay um yeah, yeah so i don't know i i wanted to pick your brain a bit so so yeah. on a personal basis my yeah. my friends you know you know yeah. a lot of my friends we, we have mutual friends and mm. you know mm. they're pretty cool cool mm. guys they're not they're not about that life but I have I have spoken to people who, um, it wasn't even like a thing of of mistreating women. It was yeah. just like general things of not giving back. Like uh, I was talking to this guy, uh, 
um, you were saying, you were just talking about like hypothetical situations yeah. and you said, uh, if, if money, if, if you received, let's say 20K in your account mm. right now, you know, just randomly, mm. then a person messages you like, yo, uh, I made a mistake, please, why don't I, why not? Yeah. Like, would you give it back? So I said, yeah, of course. Like, you don't mm. know what that person, how the, what that person went through to get that money. What, what you're going to ex- yeah. um, make them go through. Maybe it's for fees. Yeah. Maybe it's for uh, someone in hospital. Maybe mm. it's for something crazy, right? Mm. Or even if it's not, it's yeah. still not your money. So. Yeah. So these guys were like, nah, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to spend it. What, mm. no, not. So that, and, 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 and they, those two agreed. They were friends. So, mm. so it made me realize like, usually like in, in, in groups of friends, people with, who are like-minded mm. will like stick, not stick together, will uh, attract each other mm. to become friends. Mm. Right. So, so in, in that, in that trashiness, mm. they'll find trashness as the you know common ground mm. whereas for me i was like that's kind of messed up right mm. and me i know my friends will definitely give it back mm. uh so so that's so that's a problem right mm. so that means people like me aren't necessarily mixing with people like them but like mm. you said in a workspace yeah then that's when people end up mixing and yeah. then if 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 you if you go ahead like this happened in <laughs> actually it's funny enough mm. this happened in my office yeah. recently because uh, I work in a shared office space. Mm. One of the companies, this uh, had three guys and one girl yeah. in there as, the, as their company. So this, so one of the guys, uh, they, they got into a bit of a spat. Mm. Right? So this girl basically, uh, what happened, man? Sorry, I'm not telling the story yeah, quite, quite properly. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but basically what happened was, uh, so the, one of the guys is a D4C. Mm. So he hasn't really been going out. He hasn't really been, you know, like out, out and about. Just yeah. basically not getting laid. Mm. So basically, so what happened was he, this girl, she was just, they were just telling like, yeah, you should go out more. And he's mm. like, no, just, why, why are you trying to tell me how to live my life? Right. So he mm. just like, kind of like spats at her. Yeah. Right? And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, cool. So she sits next to me. And then uh, anyway, later on in the day. Uh, we're now talking and then he's opening up about mm. his, his divorce and how it yeah. happened, how he, you know, got cheated on and all that stuff, how he even discovered it. So mm. I, I was like, oh, damn, that's that's horrible. Right. I'm sympathizing mm. with him. And then um, and then he's, he says how he, like, he spent 100K mm. uh, on, on Lobola and then a further... I don't know. I know 100k on the wedding, mm. but another 100k on Lobola, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's a lot of money. So this, so this girl says, "Nah, that's dumb." So I was like, "Ooh, yeah. right? Like, why are you spending that kind yeah. of money?" So I was like, "Okay, that's kind of." So his face kind of changed. Yeah, can't change, right? And then, and then uh, she, <laughs> and then she, she then says, "Nah, I, I got into 500,000 worth of debt, debt yeah. uh, because my my ex boyfriend did this, this, that." in my name like yeah property and all that and then she was like but you just have to move on mm. and then then this guy starts like going in on her like mm. like oh, like just shut the fuck up just you, why like why are you just like it's not about you everything's not about you oh no so he just like blew yeah. up on her like yeah. crazy so she's like she was now like scared like proper because mm. he was he was flaring up mm. And then he, and then she, she starts crying and then she's like, yo, Glenn. So, mm. so I was there while it was happening. Yeah. So I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, yeah. whoa, what, like, what do I do? Mm. Right. So I'm also, I just, uh, yeah, it was, it was so weird. It, yeah. was, it was so difficult for me to do. 
because I knew what he what he was doing was mm. wrong in in how he was like swearing at her, like yeah. just like going in on her. Yeah, it's not even just about her, her being a girl. It's just yeah. to another person, you mm. just can't do that. Mm. I don't know why I told that story. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? That's what I thought we were. What did we're I do? To, so, yeah. uh, I basically told the boss. <laughs> yeah. Because because it's not my company, yeah. so I didn't really want to. I kind of like I've kind of. Did you I, say I, anything I, to the guy and say, "Dude, but what are you doing? That's 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 not okay." Maybe once he had calmed I, I down. Com- or I definitely, I definitely. Uh, well, he he apologized. Like that wasn't cool. Like afterwards, he said, mm. "Like I'm sorry, you had to experience that to me." And then, but then I, but then after that, what I actually did was like, I, like I went to the girl, like, yeah. oh, how are you doing? Because she was crying. She yeah. actually left the, the table and went mm. to her desk and started crying. So I went to her, walked her to the shops, bought mm. her some uh, jelly beans because she yeah. loves them. Bought her some jelly beans yeah. just to cheer her up. Yeah. And then I just like yo, gave her a hug. She starts yeah. crying, and then yeah. like just like yo, like it's fine. Like mm. I'm sorry for what he did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's that's what I did. Mm. Uh, and then to him, I didn't really like. I didn't scold him for it. He's like freaking forty six. You you needed to scold that man. But 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 yeah. in, in my defense, he came to me and said, "I'm sorry, I did that. That wasn't cool." But the problem is that he's saying sorry to you, and he probably didn't say sorry to her, which is I part of he, he which did. is part. Do you think he did? Yeah. yeah he okay. Did. But 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 although but I, she said she wasn't convinced. Exactly. Sorry. Although I do think in that moment you should have still spoken to him. While it was happening. No, after he had calmed down when he said sorry to you, you should have told him, bro, that's not cool. You don't do that to another person, let alone woman. another woman. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. But and, it, and, it, and that's what we're asking for, it. in I my opinion. It, yeah. When we ask males to be allies around what's happening, is when you see it, you need to call it out. Yeah. Because the views that, oh, it's just girls being girls, and oh, they're so emotional, versus... Unfortunately, a guy only responding to another guy sometimes saying, bro, but that's actually not okay and you need to be better. So, so that's, I and think that's a part of what we can do in, in, in very real, meaningful ways, what guys can do in their yeah. circles. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I, and I, know yeah. For, I know for a fact you wouldn't have done that to another dude. Exactly. Like the way he yeah. went in, yeah. like he yeah. was going in. Yeah. yeah. He was like... Mm. Fuck you, yeah, yeah. Right, so it was it was quite bad. It was quite bad. It was I was cringing the whole time. Yeah. Do you think I should have stopped it at that point? I think you should have tried to. I mean, you I was do. like, no, I mean, what I was like, doing? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't aggressive yeah. in, in the way I was stopping it. I was like, mm. yo, guys, just yeah. chill, just chill, because yeah, because she was also then uh, spitting back. Yeah. But with, she wasn't swearing though. She was just like, yo, like, mm. why are you swearing at me? Why are you yeah. swearing at me? Yeah. How can you talk to me like that? Yeah. Like, so it was like heated. So I'm like, guys, just like, just take it down, just chill, just chill, yeah. just chill. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it was like one of the first times I've been in such a situation, mm. especially in a, definitely the first time in a professional, yeah. um, in a professional setting. It yeah. was, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, but you're absolutely right. Um, mm. probably would have been uh, a good thing if I'd actually been like, yo, dude, like, yeah, you know, that's unacceptable. But he, his boss said that. Yeah. I think. The craziest thing is though, like I remember, and I'm not sure if I told you this as well, but I remember when I was in Berlin um, mm. earlier on this year in April, and I remember this one time. It's probably about 11 p.m. or even midnight. I was with this girl that I had met there, who we became friends and were kind of hanging out. 
So we're together walking towards the train station and I never ever in my life realized the the freedom of knowing that you're safe as two females and being able to walk at night alone. And you felt it now. Psychologically, it's different. Yeah. And it sounds like so up in the air because it's hard to explain. But like for a moment, I, I, I was like a little bit nervous and I'd be looking over my shoulder. Then I realized, so she, she was like, dude, what, what's happening? <laughs> it, it, it's safe. Nothing's, nothing's going to happen to us here. But literally that psychological shift walking around that night and for a couple of nights we were walking around doing multiple stuff at night two females in berlin and feeling psychologically the difference of feeling safe is crazy and it's underrated um and and you see like a lot of females tweeting about this which seems like ah funny and 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 a joke but the idea of actually choosing to leave the country because psychologically you just want you want more room and yes there's other issues in other countries so that's not to say that other countries are a safe haven but i do think particularly really really bad there is a trauma in fear so even there are times where i'm in an uber and like for a second i'm when he locks the doors so when you hear that like for a second i'm just like yeah or when he's using a different route and you're like man i don't know this route for a second you're kind of like man anything could happen and and it is like psychologically i mean I'd love to study the effects on the brain of, of living in fear, but in, in reality, it is. Because you don't a have a peace of mind, fear. essentially. Yeah. Anytime you're not in your, in your house yeah. and it's in the evening, yeah. right? Um, or in an Uber, yeah. then you don't have a peace of mind. That's yeah. obviously not healthy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember who I was telling, but when I came to South Africa for the first time, right? It was my first, it was my first time living here when mm. I came here in first year. So in Zimbabwe, you hear all these things like South Africa. Yeah. These things happen. Like you get mugged, mm. you can get stabbed. Especially the stabbing one. That was like a thing that happens mm. apparently. You know. So I, I come to I come to SA. I was staying in Clarence, just um, up in Observatory, and then I remember being scared to walk to St Peter's Square to 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 pick and pay. Yeah, it's literally about a 15, ten minute walk. Mm. I was scared, not scared. I was scared. during the day. I was scared because I was like, I don't want to get stabbed. I don't mm. want my phone to get stolen. I don't want anything to happen to me. Yeah. So, so, and then, and then, so now I was thinking when girls are saying like, like they, they feel the fear now, just walking like in, in South Africa or going, mm. going in a secluded, walking in a secluded street or like you said, getting into an Uber. Cause I don't fear getting into an Uber at yeah. all. Zero fear. Right. But I do understand what you're saying because it, it took me a while to get over the the whole being scared of walking to yeah to the shops from yeah. uh, from from res and then until then then I had a peace of mind while I was walking but mm. I, I remember the first time I did it mm. looking over my shoulder like every time yeah just to make sure I was safe yeah so I I get it yeah in a way in a sense and I mean it's 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 tough in the sense that when you ask the question of what can we do. It, it, and I mean, not to sound pessimistic, but to a certain extent, it feels so macro that yeah, a part of me massive. is like it needs the leadership of the country and the leadership within different layers of society and private sector. And yes, ourselves as well. But it feels like it needs to be like the question of what can we do needs to be an all hands on deck kind of thing, because I, I, I do believe that a lot of the reasons for the manifest manifestation of the violence is very complex in that. There's so many societal issues that lead to the state that we find ourselves in as a country. I think it's sad that 
a lot of the a lot of the cases as we we're chatting about earlier a lot of the cases that happen to people who live in poor communities don't get reported or get as much airtime on social media or anywhere else yeah. um it's sad because it kind of makes this incident feel unique versus we're actually in big trouble and i'm not sure what the answers are i don't think there are any easy answers to it um yeah 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 it's quite bad i don't know but it's uh, it's a tough one but anyway uh so you are leaving the country that's true that's are you excited where are you going i am so i'm moving to london to do a master's um which is super exciting i I am excited. I th- I think there is a there's a bit of nostalgia. So there's a bit of nostalgia for home and people mm. and all those other mm. things. But I am also incredibly excited. Um, I think it's going to be a great experience. Um, before, so I was telling my one of one of my colleagues slash managers that I'm leaving, and and this whole spiel around eventually I want to come back because I want to impact the continent and I want to contribute um, towards Africa's development and all these things. And what she told me, which I found pretty profound and I'd never thought about before, is you need to question whether that whole idea of coming back is a romanticism of how we solve issues versus if you're sitting at the headquarters of a decision maker to say the UN in New York, could you do more good for Africa than your physical body here could do? Mm. And she was arguing that there is, she feels that, that there is a bit of romanticism around this idea of, ah, oh, you know, you leave, you get the education and you kind of do that whole thing and you come back versus where are the powerhouses, where are actual decisions being made? And sometimes you might be more useful not physically being here, which, I mean, it's still a hard thought for me because there's a part of me that's just Wakanda forever and I yeah. need to be here with my people and be solving issues and stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. And so, so you'll be in London. Which, which school are you going to? I will. So I'll be at the University of London, specifically at the School of Oriental and African Studies. Um, yeah, doing development studies. Mm. Yeah. Do, what, what, what do they call it? SAS? What do they call SOAS. it? SOAS. SOAS. <laughs> yeah. Jagler is always like, I'm going to SOAS. I'm like, literally no one knows what that is. You do say (laughs) that every single time. It's it's a department in a university or a school. Yeah, but in the same way, like LSE, which is part of the University of London, people say, I'm going to LSE. What's LSE? London School of Economics. But that's London School of Economics. But it's still part of the University of London. It's a department (laughs) in the school. But it's economics, though. It's listen not what's yours, development studies, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen to these people who don't put a premium on people thinking about social issues. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and you, and you, when, what are you studying? Did, you, did I just ask you that? You just mentioned it and made a joke out of it. Development, development studies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Development studies. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Um, so that's London. And uh, which area of London are you going to be staying? Do you have, do you, have you sorted out like accommodation? I have, I have. Where so I'll be staying in central London. Is it res or it's res? It's, it's not conventional res in that it's a house with eight of you and you share the kitchen and lounge. But it's like there's multiple houses next to one another and you guys are in one house. It's eight of you and you share the kitchen. Is that how res is? That side was just an option. Postgrad. I think it's postgrad res. They don't want is, you to be in like yeah, a, yeah. a classic yeah. res. Mm. Yeah. So when are you when are you out? When are you leaving? Around the seventeenth of September. So I haven't pinned down the flights yet, but okay. I'm looking at the seventeenth. Want to spend a few days, like just kind of touring the city before 
well, all week starts on the 23rd of September mm. and then classes start shortly after that. Mm. So I just want to kind of give myself time to acclimatize to the new space. New space, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's wise. Yeah. And well, what's your plan in terms of just like travel within Europe? Like, are you going to be checking places out? And that's, that's the plan. Like literally on my to-do list, yeah. one of the first things is get a year Schengen visa so you yeah. can go out in and out of the uk with the whole brexit thing happening yes um but yeah so the intention is to travel a lot to study to join literature circles to write um i, th- I think there's a usefulness and so i was having this conversation with a friend where she was saying in her year when she went to study that you found kids who went straight from from um uni to to say London or wherever or America or wherever to do yeah. a master's directly after versus studying. And I think I I find myself happy or grateful rather that I, I'm doing it this way around because I do think the working years kind of give you a sense for what you really enjoy, what your passions are, also who you are. So I, I, I do think the experience, and as much as I'm going back to Vasti, which is weird, mm. the experience is going to be entirely different, um, which I'm excited about. And also very like... In terms of development studies that do magic made fun of, <laughs> um, being, being something that I really enjoy. I think the, like, I mean, I hardly did pre-reads during my undergrad. And you I hardly, think hardly did what? Pre-reads. Like oh, pre-reads, yeah. Pre-reads yeah. that you have to do for lectures oh, and stuff. Yeah. But now, like, my approach to this, given the interest in whatever, I hope to be a lot more engaged and a lot more inten- intentional about deep learning versus mm. trying to get a degree, which yeah, a lot yeah, of us yeah. were trying to do during exactly. our undergrad versus I'm actually deeply trying to learn. And, and you, you literally chose this uh, degree with, with, uh, with purpose. Exactly. That's the difference. And that's the you difference I mean? as, yeah, as so, well. So that's, that's, that's also another advantage of actually working first yeah. and then you can, you can like scan and see. Yeah. For a few people... Uh, know right after grad like exactly yeah. what they want to be like doing yeah and those people are fortunate they can just go straight into it mm. if they want to but um if you don't it's good just get into the workspace get some money just yeah. you know learn a few things and, and then figure it know, out know after. exactly where you want to go yeah you know so that's all the best with that I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm super proud of you and i'm gonna at least i know i can visit visit london see always welcome i'll have people there so <laughs> yeah that's gonna be dope yeah and then we'll check out uh go to uh Ibiza or something. And, that uh, would be amazing. Go wild. <laughs> go wild. Like we always do, huh? EJ? Right. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you are denying those allegations. Okay, mm. thank you so much for joining me. I think, uh, yeah, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, we've had a good, uh, good run. And uh, look, I'll be happy to have you back on when we, whenever next we can yeah. actually do this, whether it's in Europe, whether it's here. When you visit Cape Town, if you ever will. I will. You will. Great. <laughs> cool. Just visit, not stay. Of course. Probably not. I'm done. Okay. You're done. Yeah. You're out. Yeah. Unless fate, fate brings me back. But All right. Yeah. So, guys, check out uh, Jungle's book, uh, An Image in a Mirror. Yep. New editions out, new cover. It's great. Uh, that's uh, An Image in a Mirror by Jungle Esoguang. That's at Exclusive Books. At the Book Lounge. Book Lounge. At certain Bargain Books. Certain bargain books, yeah. not on no, nowhere online. Um, loot, Amazon. Loot. Okay, yeah, loot and Amazon. You can check and it out. Take you can a lot. I think it's there as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm okay. not sure if it's still there. Okay, okay. So, guys, check it out. It's a great book. And uh, Instagram that's at Ijangolet S O Guang. Yep. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. Is it the same? Ijangolet O. Ijangolet O. That's yeah. the handle on Twitter. So, guys, check her out. She's uh, very smart and great. Okay, um. 
as far as this episode is concerned, I think we're done. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, and uh, leave a review on iTunes. We will appreciate that a lot because mm. it makes us rise up yeah. the ranks. Subscribe on um, on YouTube and just click on the little bell, and yeah. um, you know, because the algorithms are pretty much against me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hardly on people's timeline, yeah. so just click on the bell. It'll tell you when I post. And uh, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, these are amateur opinions. If you like them, take it or leave it. Peace. Bye.